and welcome to Level Up and Friends. With those of us from the Video Game Comic Book Store, Level Up Entertainment, get together each week with some friends and we have a discussion about a topic we're passionate about. Uh, this week we're talking about Dragon Ball. Um, I think we're going to mostly stick to the manga, but it's such a major franchise, we're probably going to hit a lot of the other features. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Scott, and joining me this week, I've got Kendall. Hello there. Yes, I'm sure listeners are very familiar of the t- with the two of our voices now. Um, so, Kendall... We've known each other uh, like 20 years now. I can't remember a time where you weren't into Dragon Ball. How old were you when you started getting into it? Hmm, I think I was in sixth grade when I first discovered Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, when, when was that? 1990? Somewhere in the mid- Seven? Somewhere Mid-90s. Do you think was it uh, before the Funimation dub? Do you remember that much? Um, it was whatever. It was not the dub that was on Cartoon Network. Yeah, that's the Funimation one. There's yeah, been a, so there's been a lot of English dubs just in general over the years. Yeah, it had the the Rock of the Dragon theme song. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid is. Speed Racer, Sailor Moon, and Dragon Ball were my first experiences with anime, and I found them all very off-putting for different reasons. <laughs> um, but I think I just wasn't used to like the style and like the really low frame rates. Oh no, Voltron was probably the first one I saw, but I didn't like any of them when I was a kid. But I knew people that were like really into Dragon Ball Z as it was coming on, probably about that same time. I think um, I remember the I caught a couple episodes of it. Like, oh yeah, this is that show whoever was talking about on the bus. And I remember it being like the Namekian saga. And I'm like, I don't understand anything that's happening. <laughs> um, but I, I think it wasn't until like high school and like and when it was on Toonami is when I started watching it like on the regular. Because it was on like right after we got home from school. So you could start watching it like after um day to day. And then we had mutual friends that were also into it. Like, I think I watched it because of Kevin. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, how long was it until you read the manga? I read the manga for the first time, like, last year. Uh, I don't know what... I think it was definitely after high school that I picked the manga up. And um, I, I'd gotten into it because um, they had put the entire original Dragon Ball anime series on really expensive dvds mm-hmm. and um the pre the pre z stuff was really just like hard for me to to come by um so yeah it was like a cheap way to experience like that part of the the story and i ended up loving the manga way more than the anime yeah like i like to tell people the anime is always going to have a special place in my heart but it's really stupid um i also greatly prefer the manga um i think part of the trouble when you're adapting a work as it's happening and this isn't exclusively a japanese like anime thing this is also a very good example of like game of thrones as you're adapting an ongoing work and it's not done you end up having like all kinds of pacing issues as you and like 
filler and stuff as you catch up to what you're adapting. And I, I don't know, like Dragon Ball, everyone like makes fun of like how five minute a five minute fight will take like twenty episodes. You know, yeah. that was I, like I, a necessity of uh... yeah, and like how everyone like just charges for like you know a whole episode before like a fight happens. Um, I think that the manga it moves much smoother, and I think uh, I think it services the story much better um, in regards to its pacing. Um, so the whole thing is much more enjoyable. Like I don't know, there's a better flow to it. Yeah, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, and the anime definitely like has a special place in my heart. Like it was so. For the longest time, um, and I'm sure older listeners who are into Dragon Ball will remember, um, all that you could watch was the first 13 episodes of the original Dragon Ball, and then Dragon Ball Z, like up until, like from the beginning of that until Goku like landed on planet Namek. Yeah, and then we just like, reset. It was years and years of that. So like, I, there was a, a comic book store in a mall that my mom would go to and they would sell bootleg, like fan subbed Dragon Ball Z, like video cassettes. Mm -hmm. And I would like buy those and they would be random sections of episodes i mean that's kind of awesome you don't still have those do you oh god i wish i wish yeah. Um, but yeah it was it was wild like sometimes i would pick one and it would be uh one of the movies um like the first tape i got was the uh second uh cooler movie where he's like metal and there's like a thousand of him. So the cooler, cooler movie. The cooler of the cooler. <laughs> but yeah, I had like random Vegito episodes and stuff from GT. I know it, it's it's funny. We're gonna sound like old men talking about how much more difficult it was in our day, but like that's anime used to be so underground. Like that's part of why I think I didn't really like it when I saw it on TV. I just was so not used to it. Like now, anime is so everywhere. Like just Crunchyroll, you get millions of episodes of everything. Like at fingertips. Oh my god, it's so wild. Yeah, but like that used to be how you got Dragon Ball, and like that's how you would discover like like Dragon One Half. I think was the show. Like there was a lot of like weird like OVAs that would make their way over. Yeah, but yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I remember when that stuff started coming out. Again, it was like either they were on expense, like when they started releasing officially, like they were really expensive, like video sets. And you get, because I used to work at Suncoast when that was really taking off. And like a DVD would have like four episodes and it'd be like 30 bucks. Yeah, it was top if you wanted to. And, and of course, like every anime that's like on yeah. television is like 50 episodes. At least, I mean, how many episodes is a uh, One Piece still like at currently? Oh God, a thousand! Yeah, over a, like literally over a thousand. I know it's over a thousand manga chapters, so it's probably yeah. more anime. Yeah, man. 
But yeah, let's let's get into to, to what I don't know, lack of a better term makes Dragon Ball special. Um that I feel like in the manga there's so in the manga there's not really a distinction between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. There is in the US market because Dragon Ball Z was the is the more marketable branding, I think. Um but really it's just Dragon Ball. Um but there is a very distinct like tonal shift um, between like the the pre time skip and the post time skip when you know they become adults. Um, I really prefer the earlier stuff. It's got this really fun adventurous tone versus the later stuff, which is just we got to punch this guy. Oh no, there's a stronger guy. I need a new form to punch him harder. And like, there's fun stuff in that, but like I. To me, it becomes very repetitive and not as interesting. And I think that's a bigger problem with the anime versus the manga. Um, I don't know if uh, how you feel about uh, the general the general vibe of the manga. Yeah. So, I mean, I we're we're on the the same page um, with that. Yeah. the The manga starts out. It's like very just like silly because Toriyama did like gag comics yeah like before Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball was supposed to be more of that with like a little bit of a an adventure thrown in Mm -hmm. um wasn't supposed to last very long at all um and then you know as it was published like they like found like, oh, like we like the more, you know, readers like the more action scenes of the the comic rather than the funny stuff. So Toriyama just kept adding more and more of that into the into the series. And he definitely gets better at uh, you know, drawing that stuff as well. So it gets even more popular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it definitely, you know, once Raditz shows up, it's like, you can definitely tell it's a, a different, going in a way different direction. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's really like, because that's right at the beginning of like the Z split. Um, but there's a, still a little bit of adventure stuff with Gohan when he's getting trained and like him and Krillin are on uh, Namek and they're kind of like dodging Vegeta and uh, Frieza's forces. Yeah, a little bit. And it's, it sneaks in there every now and then. I feel like um, the Android and Cell stuff is like most detached from like that. I mean, it's, a, like, it's, it's another one where like, he just, I'm going to have a tournament or so it's just fighting. Yeah. W- without the, you know, you get a good old Mister Mister Satin, but other than that, there's not no fun really. It's all just like, oh, we're scared of Cell. Yeah, I, I know you're not a fan of Cell. I used to like the Cell stuff a lot more. Um, I've since cooled on it um, upon like rereading uh, reading the manga. Um, but I know you and I. Uh, I know generally we have a lot of similar feelings about Dragon Ball. Uh, however, where we differ greatly is uh, you're a big fan of Majin Buu, and I am not. I love Buu. Yeah, so 
my problem with it is it's it, the boo stuff goes on for so long and it's endemic, uh, endemic of a lot of the problems I find uh, with the series in general by that point where it's like, how many forms does Boo go through? Like five? Oh, so many. <laughs> and, and it's just like, he, he, he literally fights everyone at some point. Like everyone gets like a new super form and like, it's seems like they're going to win and then they don't. And just, it keeps going on and on and on. Um, but so you, you explaining why you like it so much did make me appreciate it a little bit more. I don't know if you want to say it in your own words for the folks at home. Oh, I mean, maybe, maybe you should, because I, I don't remember exactly <laughs> what I said. Where it's, it's more of a, like a send off since it's more of a send off for the series. It's kind of nice being able to like, everyone gets a chance, gets like a shot at them. Like the, everyone just kind of gets a little bit of a, a chance to shine right before the end because ultimately it's going to come down to Goku and Boo because that's how these things always do. Yeah, always, always. And I know a lot of uh, Gohan fans especially hate the Boo saga because, you know, at the end of Cell, like Gohan is the, he's set up to be the main character and, you know, in, well, it would have been very cool if he like, was the one to like beat Boo. Like if you're gonna end the series there, it has has to be Goku. Um, mm -hmm. It just does like a really good job of like wrapping up everybody's like, for, I mean, characters in Dragon Ball don't really have arcs to them. Like well, very few, like well, it's it's it, they're simple, but everyone has them. But Goku, he's got a flat, he's a flat character, which is what works, was what makes it. I think which makes the longevity of the the title, pop uh, possible, because um, Goku doesn't change, but he changes the world around him. Like how many of his friends by the end of it were like series villains, you know? Almost all of them, if you yeah, got it. Um, I mean, you could even argue that, like, even going back to like Krillin. Oh, yeah. you know, well, before that, Yamcha is. Oh like, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Literally in the you know what third story, maybe maybe fourth. He's he's very super early. early. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, him and Oolong. Yeah. Yeah, Oolong. You can even argue that uh, Bulma. Bulma yeah. Like when they first meet. She shoots him in the face. Yeah, and she like is that like she like turns to the camera in quotes and yeah. it's just like, oh, I'm playing a trick on this guy so it can use his Dragon Ball. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, everyone grows as a result of meeting Goku. Um, and I, I don't know. I think that's one, a big part of where like Goku's charm is. And I like, I like that he is basically still the same kid at the end of the series that he was at the beginning like he's not as dumb like he understands the different the biological difference between men and women now <laughs> but like <laughs> um i don't know there's that's like something funny and it's like a fun charm to him but like i guess going off topic a little bit then i think that's one of the reasons i like the the original japanese voices more much more than the english ones because Goku's voice literally never changed. He still sounds like a little kid. And I, I don't like the Funimation version where like they try to make him like this overly heroic character. 
like he's a like he's a good guy but he's not superman like he fights because he's selfish and wants to fight like that's what's fun to him that's like his only motivation in life is to fight things and get stronger to fight more things yeah and like he doesn't he doesn't like bad people um but yeah yeah he's not like trying to like go fight crime or anything exactly yeah yeah there there's uh a specific like line in the anime that they've like that they adapted uh like shortly after he turns uh super saiyan for the first time mm-hmm. we're like in in the original version he just says like he's super saiyan son goku yeah and like they change it to this whole speech about like being an ally of justice or something and yeah they do like, a lot of that stuff in the dub i'm like this is i don't know it it comes off really lame yeah like and like as i you know i have a comic book store so i'm obviously into like superheroes and stuff but like it's really corny even by those standards yeah it's like i would roll my eyes if superman said that to somebody like <laughs> you imagine him saying that to doomsday after he like killed everyone else you know <laughs> during death of superman like i don't know it, it it's it's i i like the original version like you know the reason goku you know goes crazy and and does that's because you know frieza killed his friend in front of him that was like the final step but like i think a part of the problem with the longevity uh of the series as well though is like goku's strength and stuff keeps going like by the time that uh before like gohan's even born he's been trained by god to fight the devil and it's like how do you they have to keep inventing like another level of like deity beyond that for him to keep getting trained by yeah i mean there's so there's all these rumors about like when did toriyama want to end the series um you know the earliest was after the very first arc in dragon ball like that's all he really wanted to do mm-hmm. um but like the first most logical point to end it would be like, you know, Goku keeps entering this uh, this tournament to be the strongest in the world. First time he's there, he gets to the finals and fails. Second time he's there, he gets to the finals and fails. And then in between that and the 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 final tournament that ends the you know first part of the the series yeah the piccolo junior part yeah he uh yeah he gets trained by god he he fights the the first piccolo mm-hmm. and it's like saves the world for like the first time like and the finals of that tournament comes down to him and Piccolo and he wins and he's declared the strongest, strongest person in the world. I'll be honest with you when, when rereading the manga, that was the first time when I felt like, okay, 
like if there was no more i would have been satisfied but you're right they could end it after the first peel off thing after the first wish because that whole first story is just the the toriyama gag version of journey to the west yeah and that's yeah. what I'm, it was really intended to be yeah um but yeah that, I that think would've... if it would have ended there we would have never heard of dragon ball especially back in 1996 or whatever yeah. to be fair i think I think a stronger ending would have been the end of the Frieza saga. After he goes legendary, you know, after he goes like, because they've been hyped, they hype up the Super Saiyan thing for so long. And since nobody really knows what it is, Vegeta keeps claiming that he is. And like, you kind of have no reason to doubt him. Um, but that's like the first time like Goku, like really like, like he kind of saves the universe in a way. Yeah. Like um, he, he, the stakes keep going up from there. Like, it's yeah. Like, and like he, at the end of it, like it seems like he sacrificed himself. You know, he Vegeta's not redeemed yet, but he's like on that path. Like, you know, uh, Piccolo was like the, the you know Demon King Piccolo. Like, is now finally sort of be he's sort of been redeemed through Goku's son. Like, the next generation's like ready to start taking over. Um, I don't know. Just it feels like a, it feels like a definitive moment. Plus, like you get to get Frieza, and Frieza's Frieza is my favorite Dragon Ball character. Um, he's up there for me. I, I love him because he's kind of the inverse of Goku, where Goku's like a positive flat character. Vegeta isn't as a, a negative one. Like he will also never change, but instead of being a good guy, he's you, evil. You Frieza? Yeah, Frieza. Sorry. Um, when I was younger, Piccolo was my favorite because I thought he was neat. But uh, I, I think I would have <laughs> liked him. Great character. I think I would just like him a lot more if he if he was able to kind of stick around or. They were able to sort of still keep him as like a demon king somehow. Um, I do love his relationship with Gohan. I love that it keeps being a thing. I just, I kind of wish he might still hate Goku or something. Maybe still have his own plans for his own demon realm. Because, you know, instead of taking over the earth. Um, but I don't know. I think that would have been more interesting. Rather than just being like Goku's nanny. <laughs> you know? I hear you. But I mean, I... I also, I also, I don't mind Goku being revealed that like he's a, a space alien. I kind of wish that Piccolo wasn't like he was still just a demon. So, and this is skipping way ahead, and you know how canonical it really is. You know, mm -hmm. I, it's just extra stuff, but um. The, the latest uh, chapter of the super manga reveals like that all Namekians came from another plane. Okay. So they might be working some of that. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll check it out. Stuff. We'll save it for a little bit later, but like, I think yeah. super's a mixed bag uh, at best. Uh, at best. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Um, um, but no, yeah, I, I agree with you for Frieza. I I love that he's just like just a really mean guy. I love that he's irredeemable and I love that he like he just needs to kill Goku now. Like it's as dumb as it is like how he kind of like came back to life in like a resurrection F and whatnot. Like I, I don't know. I he's just one, he's just the guy that like won't stay down. And I think that's neat. Like the first time he comes back and he's like a robot. Salute. 
Gesundheit to me. Um, that's, I know, that was uh, kind of cool. I was like, I remember being like, oh no, how are they going to beat him? <laughs> Which is kind of a cool way to introduce Trunks where he just kills him in like one blow. Like, yeah. oh, what is the deal with this dude? But I don't find Trunks and his future stuff super interesting. I also don't really understand how time travel works in this now. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm on the record saying time travel almost never makes sense. Um, yeah, it's a special weird. It's thing. weird that he goes back to his future and like nothing changes. And like now it's just, I guess it's, I guess it's not back to the future two logic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's, what's on. I, I guess it's Avengers Endgame logic. What's well, like, I guess like a branching universe. Yeah, maybe it's more less traveling through time, but like more he jumped to like time an alternate timeline. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's ultimately it doesn't matter. Yeah. He's more of a plot device than anything else. Although I do like the idea that like Goku died because he had a heart disease. Like that's not something he can like, you know, because you can't really yeah, beat him. A heart disease. Yeah, you can't really beat him by punching him anymore like you know yeah i mean that ultimately was just like solved i guess but yeah but i don't know yeah i i mean there's cool stuff from trunk's future i like that you know gohan was trained him um i don't know i i, I would like i mean granted we've gotten some ovas and stuff of that over the years was like kind of like post-apocalyptic Dragon Ball. Because it also allowed like one of the things that you start losing the farther into it you go is all the cool Toriyama like mechs and stuff that Bulma would make. Like one of the early things that Goku fights and I think is amazing is this like goofy pirate robot. And it's, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite designs ever. And I'm so glad that he uses it in the Dragon Quest series of games. There's like similar robots to that. Um but yeah, I, I guess maybe we should talk a little bit about Akira Toriyama a little. Um, very distinctive style. Um, like even amongst like his peers, like it always stood stood out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and he can do, like you can tell, like, especially if anyone's read Dr. Slump, you can like, you can tell like what he's getting into by like what the story is about like if he's really into like cars and motorcycles at the moment it there's going to be a a grand prix for no reason on penguin island just so yeah. he can like draw those things and he he draws them really well yeah and they're really distinctive and, and interesting like i can't describe them other than like it looks like akira toyama like maybe there's like a bit of like a, a circular like ovoid shape that he generally tries to use a lot, but like I don't know. It's really cool that uh, he got involved with the Dragon Quest series and like it, it's still like it's defined by his style to this day. Yeah, definitely. I'll say this: I think the slime might be the most quintessential Akira Toriyama thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's very it's it's so simple. Yeah. But, Which um, is what he likes. And if you're going to draw like five million mangas uh, that make, you know, keep it simple. But yeah, like, I, again, you know, talking about things he likes is like Gamera is in Dragon, early Dragon Ball. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and in Doctor Slump, like all in the background, you see Godzilla, like Ultra Seven, Ultraman, all those characters appear. They're stormtroopers in the background. Yeah, that's cool. Like, God, it's good work if you can get it. You know, just do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Doctor Slump predates Dragon Ball, right? Yes. Yeah. Because I know Goku does like meet Errol at some point. Yeah. For a minute. Um. Yeah, yeah. They meet, hang out. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Um. I can only imagine being a very big Doctor Slump fan, and then like reading Dragon Ball every week and like getting to that crossover mm -hmm. like just like how stoked you would be to like because like the the manga the like style like kind of does like a, a a shift back to like and like I think even the text box says like oh here's a familiar place and it's just like you're on Penguin Island again yeah and I'll say that like for a lot of the series, I say up until Raditz shows up, a lot of the humor is still there. Like, uh, you know, the Demon King Piccolo was like sealed. They tried sealing him in a rice cooker, you know, stuff like goofy things like that. Yeah, I know. I think he was sealed in a rice was cooker. Because I know they tried putting him back in one. I'm, sorry, I'm pretty sure he was in one, like from ancient times. It's just a yeah. rice cooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, his master trapped him in a rice cooker. But I'll say that's probably the first time that it was a villain really had stakes because before they, you know, they even knew he was a thing, uh, uh, they killed Krillin. And yeah. I was like, that's the first time like somebody like dies in that series. That's not like a bad guy. Yeah. Because I think some that. of the Red Ribbon guys get killed at some point, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think all of them get yeah. Goku just kills them. <laughs> yeah, I think they all get blowed up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess with that, like let's let's run down the villains real quick because I think they're an interesting bunch. Um, so the first one's like uh Pilaf and his two henchmen, uh Mai and um what's the dog guy? Uh Shu, right? Yeah, Shu, yeah, yeah. So what do you think of them? Uh, they're they're goofballs. I'm I'm always happy to see them. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm glad they didn't. I love them too, but like they're kind of the prototypical Team Rocket. I'm glad that they didn't stick around all the time. Yeah, I nice, like when they show yeah. up in addition to like a main villain. Yeah, they're they're like a, they're a fun part of the world. Just like knowing they're running around. Yeah, you know, because they're uh, not. You can't take like. As soon as uh, you know Roshi blows up the moon, it's like okay, you know you'll never have to worry about those guys. Exactly, they were never, they weren't even really threatening when they were like the main antagonists for a, you know for the first, their first main antagonists rather. Yeah, they're um, just yeah. Uh, so after that, then it's Red Ribbon Army, which uh, I think was pretty cool, and I'm glad that that idea of them floating around stuck around. Um. Which was, you know, there's a multiple characters in that. Um, you know, they're all named after different colors. Um, I like when they get, you finally get to reveal that, like, the wish they want to make is their leader wants to be taller. Yeah, and then the, 
his like second in command is like really yeah and just kills him they waste all these countless resources on this <laughs> like they're essentially the empire like they just have so many robots and like stormtroopers and stuff uh and then after that what would it be like uh uh it would be like crane hermit and yeah, uh, I was gonna say like yeah and, tension and han. yeah tension han and them because uh the tau pai pai he's part of that too right tau pai pai was hired by the red ribbon red ribbon army i think does but doesn't he come back then later he does come back later but okay not during like it's revealed when goku and tension han are fighting that like Tension Han's uh, idol was uh, Tao Pai Pai. Okay, that's why I'm I'm conflating the two of them yeah. together. And, and Tao Pai Pai is the Crane Hermit's brother. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, it's been it, my brain doesn't remember all the details correctly, but um, I, I like read the whole thing like fifty times. Yeah, I like Tension Han and uh, Chaozu as bad guys. Chaozu so creepy and weird. He is. You can I, only beat him with math. Yeah. It's weird that he made him like in love with Tension Han in the dub. Like the English dub. Oh. I feel like yeah, I feel like it, I, it, it translates pretty weird, huh? I feel like they're like <laughs> lovers, like in the Funimation tub. Um, but like he's such a like weird little creepy like mystic kid. Um but I don't know, like that was that was like a fun. I don't know. I thought they were fun antagonists for when they showed up. It's also the first time they get to see somebody fly. And yeah. it's like a big deal. Yeah, that's like a game changer. Yeah. And then after that, that's all anyone does. Well, not right after that. Well, but... not after that, but once that, right. that that genie's out of the bottle. Yeah. Um see, then after that, then I guess it was a you know, Piccolo Damio. Yeah, like right at the end of that tournament. Yeah, that's the tournament where Krillin gets killed at the end. Yeah. Um, off camera, by the way. And it, it's very like effective. And yeah, like, I I was like, oh, I like I knew it was coming, but I was like, oh man, this stinks. Is like, they're all kind of like, you know, they're all like happy and stuff. And, like they're about to go out and eat and celebrate, and you know, they, they the first time they feel like they've got something to celebrate in a while. He's like, Krillin's just like, oh, let me just go get my hat or whatever. Uh, and then just they go like, what's taking him so long? He's just dead. Because yeah. uh, I should point out that they're systematically trying to kill like all the strongest people in the world. So they're targeting everybody that was participated in that tournament. So that yeah, way there's nobody to like stand up to, to Piccolo Damio. Yeah, he doesn't want to get sealed in a rice cooker again. Exactly. Well, because he's also oh. looking for um, he's looking for Roshi because Roshi knows how to do that. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> but um right before like i wouldn't say they're really villains um but i just really like there's a a little storyline in between red ribbon and um that that tournament where they fight tian Han, um where goku like they're looking for uh, the final Dragon Ball to bring uh, Upa, Upa's dad, who, who I can't remember his name. Yeah, but like he got but to he bring was him back to earlier, life. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got to go ask uh, this witch. Oh, yeah, Baba Yaga. 
yeah. So yeah, they find Baba and she's like, oh, I'll tell you where it is if you can just beat my henchmen. So he's just like fighting different like horror characters. Yeah, I, this was really fun. Yeah, I, I, and you know, they're not bad guys. They're I mean, just, they're just, they're, you know, they're just, it's basically a test. Yeah. A little bit of a trial. And then, you know, I, you know, we know how it ends. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the final the mystery man, a, yeah, a masked figure who knows all of Goku's weaknesses, and uh, it turns out to be his uh, his dead grandpa. Yeah, uh, and that, it's just like a very cute scene. It's one of my favorite scenes from the, from the anime. Yeah, that that's one of, that's one it's of the standout moments for me. It's sad. <laughs> it's touching, and like yeah. it's the only time you ever see him. Yeah, well, well, he, he's he referred back to in some lot. filler. Yeah, well, uh, anime only filler. filler. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he he casts a large shadow. I mean, Goku names his firstborn son after him. You know, um, but yeah, that that's a, that's a fun moment. But yeah, then after the Piccolo stuff, because it's what is his first like kids like? They're all named after musical instruments. It's like tambourine, yeah, like tambourine, uh, drum. Yeah. Um. Who I think is the one that uh, Yajirobe kills. Mm -hmm. Yajirobe is one of my favorite Dragon Ball characters. Yeah, the reason he doesn't get involved in the plage is that's just he doesn't want to get involved in things. Yeah, he just doesn't want to fight anyone. Yeah. Um, hey, man, he ends up saving the day a little bit later. Yeah, he's great. He's one of my favorites. Unfortunately, he just eventually he just hangs out with corn and just that's where we leave him forever forever <laughs> yeah um yeah but after that then they have piccolo jr and then that's the piccolo that we know uh from the rest of the series um and then we get into the saiyans and i think the build-up to the arrival of napa and frieza is pretty napa great Oh, Frieza. Oh, my God. They're working for Frieza at the time. <laughs> Vegeta. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. Everyone's going to get me in the comments. And that'll just make our algorithm work better. So uh, go for it. Um, but, yeah, what, I, I think that, like, you kind of, like, are scared of them when they show up. Like, they're little bean guys that they plant, like, as a joke. Rip through all of the characters we've known. And they've been planning and training for this for a year, right? Yeah, they have a whole year to prepare. And yeah, just like everyone you've hung out with uh, all those years. Uh, yeah, it feels like the first like big event because like every character Goku's like befriended and fought, you know, over the years, like including like Piccolo Jr. who's still like not uh, redeemed yet. Um, but, like, you know, of course, Goku dies in the beginning. So they have to, they also have to sort of stall for time for him to come back uh to, to you know the world of the living to because they have to wait a year for the dragon balls to re recharge right to wish him um, back no they get the dragon balls and he asks for them to wait he's like hey they'll be here in a year just wish me back right before that yeah because he gets to go train with uh kaiosama the lord of lords who's yeah who's still got like a million more gods above him <laughs> uh, and they keep finding more gods above him 
with Beerus yeah. and stuff. Um, like I said, it gets kind of ridiculous at a certain point uh, for a lot of things. Um, I think this is, the, I don't want to say it's the first truly great, Vegeta being the first truly great villain the series has, but like, I definitely get why he's still so popular. Um, I think after he gets, he, I feel like he completes his redemption arc uh, later during the Buu saga. And then after that, he's just kind of spinning his wheels. And I kind of wish Goku won't, because Goku kind of has, there's kind of like a, a, a formula where like he starts off with a rival and then that person kind of becomes their wingman. And then he gets a new rival and then that person becomes their wingman. He kind of keeps trading up. But I feel like once Vegeta sort of became that, like he never stopped. Yeah. And I think, I think Toriyama doesn't even like Vegeta that much. He's just like so popular that his editors like won't let him like. Yeah. Get rid of him. Yeah. I think he keeps trying to be like, Vegeta's got a family now. Like, <laughs> go away. You know, they, they aged up Goku's kids. Like, Goku does not, you know, not, not that he's a responsible guy anyway. Um, but <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, they, oh man, when those Saiyans show up, like Raditz is whatever. It's like. But that's just one. And it took their two strongest fighters to barely beat him. And it, co- and it cost one of them their life. Yeah. Another, there's two even bigger guys coming. Yeah. And they're like, you know, so much stronger. I remember that's like where I kind of started watching was like everyone's preparing for this, uh, you know, for this big fight with these things called Saiyans. It's like, what the heck is this? Like, but like, yeah. They show up, they land, they start decimating everyone and everything. Because that's their whole thing is they just kill everyone on the planets to sell. Like, this is just a day job for them. Yeah. Like, they don't even care. Like, that's that's kind of like the ultimate end, uh, uh, late stage capitalism, like horse, like idea, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, you don't matter because there's some other, like, although who's buying planets like that? I don't know. That's how, that's how, I guess that's how Frieza funds his army. Yeah. But, um, and then like Vegeta, like just killing Nappa, like without breaking a sweat, like in an instant. Yeah. Like, because even though Nappa like beat everybody else, he couldn't like, beat Goku. Goku shows him up and or shows up and just like whoops him, like no sweat. Yeah. And he's like, you can't beat this, like, you know, because, you know, Vegeta is Prince of the Saiyans and Goku's supposed to be, like, just some stupid peasant. Yeah, low-class warrior. Yeah. And it's That's just, where we get the uh, infamous meme. Yeah. Oh, the over 9,000 part? Yeah, that is power. <laughs> I was thinking the Vegeta, you dirty rat. I quote that way more. Oh, well, yeah, that is a... That's great. one of my favorite parts from the dub. Yeah, <laughs> I think in the Japanese he calls him like a bastard or something because yeah. like, they try to make because you know because it's a cartoon so it has to be for kids. I think that's why they go like the ultra heroic route. That's why they call them like Z fighters and stuff in the yeah Z fighters, like, warriors of justice. Yeah, sending people to other dimensions. Yeah, uh, the home for eternal losers. Yeah, they had to very badly edit these words to say hell. <clears throat> D H I F L. Yeah. 
So after that, we get all sorts of bad guys in the, the Frieza saga. Yeah, I love the Ginyu Force. I'm glad that they don't stick. They don't overstay their welcome. Yeah, definitely not. They're they're entertaining. And yeah, it's just like a thing. Like Toriyama is just like, oh, my son is watching these Sentai shows. So I'll just, make, just make, throw them into my manga. Yeah, just make fun of it. Whereas this team, they pose and do all this goofy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But like you know, I like that they each have their own individual like superpower. Basically, like Guido can stop time, one super fast, you know. So like it, it gives them a little bit more of a distinctive personality. Obviously, Captain Ginyu can switch bodies. Um, which how would so how many bodies do you think uh, he's had before we meet him? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I guarantee that's not his original one. Yeah, who know? I'm sure. The few sentences we just exchanged on the subject are more than Toriyama's thought of it. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean that that's, that's I also like that the world's like not so dense and like overwritten. Like it, yeah, yeah. It allows these like fun little characters to show up, you know, and then they're yeah. just they're well, just there to yeah, they're just there to be a mini boss until like you know, so Goku can get ready to fight Frieza because you know it's gonna have to come to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Frieza is great. And uh, one of the first times we get a uh, a bad guy who like has multiple forms, you know? Oh, uh, becomes a huge staple from now on. Yeah, a everyone gets multiple forms after yeah. this. Um, yeah, that's also a famous meaning. This isn't even my final form, you know, comes from this. Yeah. So, so what's your favorite Frieza forms? Like, let's just go down the list. I mean, as a as an adult, mm -hmm. I like his his final form and his first form the best. Those, those are my two favorite as well. The second but form's kind of boring because it's just the first form, but big. I don't know if I love or hate his third form. His See, when I was a kid, thing. I loved that like third like xenomorph looking form. Only because it looked like a xenomorph. Yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely the form that gets like the least screen time. Yeah, it's it's just I think it's because it's so weird and different. Yeah. And I think like Toriyama's just like, I don't know how to draw this. Yeah. He has another one. <laughs> I I I think I like his first form best just from a design. I do love his final form, so I'm glad he gets stuck with that. Yeah. Um, even uh, though I, I'm not a big fan of the gold version that he eventually gets in Super, I just think the colors don't look right, the, the gold and the purple. But you know what? He turns gold because it's the color of the thing he hates the most. I mean, okay. I guess that's why Batman became Batman. He was scared of bats, so. There you go. <laughs> Does Frieza Batman? Did we just crack the case? <laughs> um yeah then after that we start getting like uh you know we get start getting the androids i like android 18 and 17 um i guess they're not particularly interesting i don't know what it is about them something about them i just like um like i said i liked cell a lot more when i was younger i think i just like the idea of like this person that is a combination of all of the characters like as a foil to like the team 
um, definitely helps it make sense that, you know, Goku beats the strongest thing in the universe. How does a, a scientist just like whip up something stronger than that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I like that he's also, he's like part Frieza too. He's not just like the good characters. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like Goku, Piccolo, Vegeta, Frieza. Yeah. And like, he's got none of their weaknesses. It's just all of their strengths. Yeah. But is, um, it is cool. I don't like hate Cell. It's just yeah. like really weird. Um, it is. And I don't really understand the whole like, the other androids are like, he's incomplete without them. He just kind of eats them and then turns into a different thing. Like, I like the idea of it. Maybe if it was more like a Transformers, like combiner thing. Well, so the reason, and, and I think it, I think like it translates to the, you can like kind of feel it in the page, which maybe is why I don't like it. But like Cell was never supposed to be a thing. It was uh, 19 and 20 were supposed to be the antagonists. Because they're dispatched so quickly. Yeah, Toriyama's editor is like, this is this is the next bad guy? Yeah. Think of something else. So, so he's like, oh, it can't be these two, so I'll just invent these other androids. And then like the editor was like, but these are just a bunch of kids. Yeah. These are the bad guys. And he's like, oh, okay. Let me come up with this cell character. Oh, I'm just gonna do a guy that's all of the guys. Yeah. So although I do like and we mentioned Mr. Satin earlier. I do like in the intervening years where they're like Goku and those guys aren't doing the Budokai Tenkaichi tournaments, uh, that just some normal like blowhard kind of guy. He probably is a legitimately great human fighter. But like he's so nowhere near these characters, and it's like really funny. Uh, well, watching, yeah, yeah watching him try to get like involved. Been yeah. like showing up like in all of those tournaments. Like, yeah, they're they're some of the most fun parts. Of, like there's they're what makes the tournaments kind of exciting, in my opinion, and why I think shonen stuff in general like can't get away from having tournament arcs. It's just because it's an excuse to like introduce like random characters. Yeah, it, but I don't think they ever. I think they're done best in the Dragon Ball stuff, where like again, nothing overstays its welcome. Because sometimes like tournament arcs just drag in these in Shonen Jump things. Like uh, I love Yu Yu Hakusho, but like the tournament just goes on forever. Oh yeah, and it doesn't. To me, it doesn't get interesting until like the last round. Yeah, like nothing matters until the last round. But like in the tournaments that, you know, Goku goes through, especially, you know, like the first couple, like there's a legit chance he loses at any moment, you know? And like, it's got some genuine tension. And sometimes he's got to fight like his friends, like Yamcha or Krillin or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like the tournaments. I, it's interesting that they, they, after this, I guess they decide to go back to him. Because I know Goku and Vegeta are like the first right off the bat uh, in the, the first tournament in the Majin Buu saga. Um, and then nobody can even watch their fight because they move so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And Cell holds a tournament. Yeah. 
which is just basically fight me one at a time, bro. Like what? It, like it's not really a tournament. Yeah, it's more just like a yeah. challenge. You just you know to the world. Yeah, please come fight me. I guess that's that's the Goku in him because that's just like Goku's thing. Wow, I never thought about that. That makes yeah. him so much cooler to me now. Oh yeah, yeah. I always kind of took he has a little bit of their personality as well. Um. Which is why I think he also like knows them. Like that's why he kind of goads like Vegeta into fighting him one on one instead of helping. Was like you know, because Vegeta's big weakness is his pride, which uh, you know I guess Cell doesn't really have to get right with. But I love that Gohan comes into his own and is the one to like defeat him. Yeah, it, it really felt like a passing of the torch moment. I think it's one of the more one of the more powerful moments in the series. Um, I kind of wish that that they stuck in that direction but obviously they did not um again it also feels like a, an ending and then it's just like well what do i do now whereas you know the editors are like you gotta we need more it sells too much yeah keep going because like, yeah because like goku's dead and it's like what do you do like i we, we can't keep bringing him back <laughs> but you know they just they, yeah. so they bring him back well, they, he specifically asked to not be brought back. Yeah, I feel but, like he wrote that in just like, I can't bring him back now. See, yeah, he wants to stay dead. It's the same thing that happened with Sherlock Holmes. Like, uh, he was killed because the I can't remember uh, his author name, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just like, well, he's dead. I'm not writing anymore. But like, there was too much demand. So it's like a really unsatisfying reason he's still alive. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. not that Goku and Sherlock Holmes are, the, are very similar characters, but the situation <laughs> reminds me of it. Um, yeah, so yeah, he comes back like he's around. He's like it's like a day pass to come back to Earth for like a day. So he wants to do this new tournament. So all of his friends come and you know they all want to fight him. Um, but then oh no, space bad guys, as yeah. usual. Well, show. Before all this, we get a little bit of uh establishing the new status quo mm -hmm. gohan's a little bit older uh going to a public high school uh and he becomes a, a superhero yeah man I, the great Saiyan. oh it's so good <laughs> i kind of wish he didn't like throw away secret identity during the tournament i kind of wish that's kept it being a thing yeah for sure it would definitely have been fun. I mean, not that there's, I don't know, not that there's a lot of he gets a lot of screen time from here on out. Yeah, but I don't know. I think that would, it, it makes him stick out. He's not just you know kid Goku. He's, yeah, it, it you know makes him a little bit more of a proactive character where Goku like things just kind of happen to him. Yeah, I I I think that I mean, and maybe if it was any longer than it it ended up being it would have gotten real stale but yeah i can see i that. think that like little break is a lot of fun yeah it, yeah it's a good break um yeah then you know we get the resurrection of of, Maz, of majin boo and yeah i know he's majin your vegeta yeah yeah vegeta goes back to being a bad guy again just to beat goku again the whole pride thing I like when Vegeta sacrifices himself because he realizes it's worth fighting 
for it's worth fighting better it's more it's more valuable to fight for others than just for your own selfish reasons like that to me is when his character is done and he can't, where do you go from there like which is why i think it's why i think he's one of my least favorite characters now it's just like he's so boring no. Just, yeah, in, in Dragon Ball Super, it's just like he's the other Saiyan guy. Yeah, and it's just like uh whatever, you know. He's the serious one. But played for laughs a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I feel like once they don't know what to do with the character, they just become a joke. Like that's what happened with Piccolo. <laughs> it's what it's what happened with Yamcha. Yeah, definitely what happened with the album Um But yeah, I think Vegeta and Piccolo got it the worst because they were like such serious characters for so long and now they're just like jokes. Yeah. And Vegeta gets like... I mean, he still gets to do some cool things because he's like not... He's, he's the closest to Goku's level of the other characters. Yeah. But um, but yeah, his, his arc definitely ends in in the boo saga um which is great a lot of fun i love uh goten and trunks i'm not wild about them I, there's a lot of things in the boo saga i'm not like it just goes on for so long i'm like i don't really need a new some new little kids and then they have to become one little kid and it's like i don't know i a lot of it i find a lot of it very like all right move on but, you know, like I said, it, it's nice that everyone kind of gets a shot at him rather than, like, Cell, like, nobody could touch Cell except for the same characters. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of the characters had nothing to do during the Frieza stuff. I mean, to be fair, I think almost all of them were dead. True. Yeah, yeah. they were all training. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. So that's Z in a nutshell. I I think another thing we didn't touch on and is in the early and later uh, split is it's very like mystical and spiritual versus it's very like sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big leap. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, once you know, after after the the tournament where he beats Piccolo Jr., it's like aliens from space then go to space then there's cyborgs and time travel yeah and to be fair there was always like sci-fi elements with like capsules and like you know like yeah. there's been robots and stuff but like the, the the training and stuff like all the key things was treated kind of like the force used to be where it's like very mystical but like everyone anyone can learn to harness it you know like that's kind of fun like um but then you know like goku keeps meeting all of these like spiritual characters like that's kind of the journey he's on, you know, the journey as he's going west. I think that's, I guess it's because of that, because that's like a Buddhist text. And probably a lot of it stems yeah, from Yeah, it definitely has its origins. Because it's about that. like enlightenment. And I feel like towards the end of it, like Goku's as close to that as you're going to get. Like he's been training with God and like he's he's gone on all kinds of like, you know, he just beat like the demon king, you know. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of miss a lot of those elements. I guess that's why I wish they kept that stuff at least a little bit through Piccolo. I mean, God. Yeah, just thinking. That's when the whole flight thing gets introduced. Isn't that, or reintroduced? 
like Goku keeps it a secret the whole time that he can fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's so much cool stuff in it. It, it really, <laughs> it really felt like, yeah, the end of the Piccolo Junior stuff really feels like the end of it. In the end, and in a lot of ways, it is. But you know, it kept going, and there's still stuff. There's lots of stuff to like after that too. Like it's not like yeah, the, it's yeah. not like it immediately got bad. Um, well, speaking of immediately getting bad, uh, we'll take a quick commercial break, and then we'll talk about some of the follow-ups I think uh, Dragon Ball has had. Um, so we'll be right back. Created by husband and wife team, Kendall and Kayla, Star Savior Bunny combines Sailor Moon-esque superheroics with the challenges of early adulthood. Read for free at tapas.io and check out their Instagram, at Star Savior Bunny, for new updates and projects. Thank you for listening to our podcast, but have you checked out our store yet? We sell all kinds of nerdy products from comics and graphic novels to retro video games, model kits, toys and statues, and more. Visit us at levelupentertainment.com and as a special exploratory promotion, the first 20 people to use the code FRIENDSCAST at checkout will receive 10% off their first purchase. If this is successful, we will do more podcast-exclusive promotions in the future. That's levelupentertainment.com and code FRIENDSCAST. F-R-I-E-N-D-S-C-A-S-T. Hi, guys. My name is Ari Monroe, and I am the creator of the comic book tornado alley you can check this out online through um, my website uh i have two websites it's drawlikecrazy.net and arymonroeart.com arymonroeart.com features my comic you can read it online and if you check out my web store also through my website you can also purchase it as a digital download or you can order it directly from me by simply sending me an email or contacting me to find out more information. I've also been featured in another really cool book, this one called Black Comics, and this one called Black Comics Returns. I actually have a ton of copies of this book, which features comic illustrators from all over the United States of African-American descent. And you can purchase them from me by just sending me an email or going to my website and contacting me through my website. Um, so yeah. You should check out my work. I love drawing comics. I love like watching cartoons. And if you just want to follow me and see what I'm doing with me and my crazy kitty cat socks, um, just come on over to Instagram or on Facebook uh, under the name Ari Monroe and or Draw Like Crazy. Um, and if you're interested in commissions or you want to get your picture drawn and I can make you into a superhero or I can even draw you just hanging out with your loved ones in a caricature style and I'm always available for those things. So just drop me a note on Facebook, drop me a note on Instagram or pop on into my contact list over on arymonroeart.com or drawlikecrazy.net to find out more information. Thanks for hanging out with me. Bye. <laughs>
we're back. Uh, Kendall, I know you have some, I don't know if I want to call it an unpopular opinion, um, but I know a lot of people really hate the first follow-up to Dragon Ball Z that they did, uh, Dragon Ball GT. Um, I know you happen to enjoy it. Um, so I don't know if you want to maybe explain your position on this a bit. So, um, yeah, Dragon Ball uh, GT, it was there. Um, and, you know, when it was, when it was the only sequel to, to Dragon Ball Z, I, I like also hated on it a lot. I, I really enjoyed, I think it has a killer soundtrack. Some of my favorite songs in the franchise are from there. But, um, but yeah, you know, I didn't really appreciate it. It signed, it sidelined almost every single character in the in the franchise. Um, so yeah, it definitely has its faults. Uh, but then Dragon Ball Super came out and while I while I do still enjoy it um, and think it's it has its fun parts. Um, I rewatched Dragon Ball GT just to like compare. And I think as a, as a love letter and like send off to those characters, GT works a lot better. And maybe Super will surprise us. Uh, it's not over, but um. GT takes chances that it, it does a big time skip. I think it's like eight or 10 years. Because mm -hmm. um, I think we see um, Pan is just like, just a baby baby at the end of Z. And like this, she's like a kid. Well, she's like walking and talking at the end of Z. It's been a minute since I've seen it. Yeah, she like participates in that last tournament. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Um, um, like she's kind of the age that I think she might even be a little bit older than Goku was when he started in Dragon Ball in GT. She's at least taller. It's hard to say with Goku because he was so tiny. Yeah. But no, yeah, she's like definitely like supposed to be like a middle schooler or something mm -hmm. um, in GT. So yeah, it's just, I mean, really it's just like Trunks is there in the beginning, but even towards the end of G or halfway through GT, even Trunks gets like sidelined. And it just becomes Goku and Pan. And I get why that's a turnoff. I mean, I I wish some of the other characters got shown some love, uh, especially Piccolo. He gets he gets shafted very hard. Mm -hmm. Um but I mean it all comes down to like the last storyline where like the, they try to use the Dragon Balls to like undo the damage that uh, Super Android 17 caused. And when they summon the dragon, like the, the one they've known their whole, you know, lives doesn't appear. It's some like blue dragon smoking a cigar. And he's like, hey, like, you just rely on these things to fix all of your problems. And like, you know, 
there's there's a cost to that and yeah. so i love the idea of that i don't think it was executed super great but i do love the idea like the yeah the dragon ball because it is a problem but like i don't know the, gt has a lot of things i like um i just don't think it all gels together well because i also like the idea of baby where it's like more of this like uh like a vision of the body snatchers type thing yeah and so like he his origins are like kind of cool like he was you know he his origins come from like oh like my planet was like destroyed by the sands i hate you guys yeah and it's, just, it's yeah and again like yeah i i, I kind of wish there was more people that like we're trying to assassinate Vegeta over the for all the horrible things he's done. Just because, like, now we've re, like we know he's not a bad guy. Now he's a, been a terrible person for so long to so many people in the universe. Like, how many planets like Earth has he wiped out? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, so, like, why wouldn't there be a character in this in this universe where characters can grow so strong? You know, why yeah. wouldn't there be somebody out there like? planning and that's more motivation than just i want to fight things you know yeah and then the fact that he takes over vegeta's body like yeah like you said the execution is not great um yeah i said there's a lot of there's a lot of good ideas in it and they're different i like that the beginning of it it tried to go back to that old school like the beginning like adventurous tone yeah like where they're just like planet hopping dragon now, balls you know? And like they're scattered throughout the galaxy. So it give it, it, you know, they can't just easily fly around the planet in 10 seconds and gather them up. Yeah. I think the the core team of uh, you know, Trunks, Goku, and Pan aren't quite as strong character-wise. I think I I mean, how do you not have Goku? Like, I, I don't know. Um I don't know how they would have got around that. I mean, you can, I guess they need to invent like more, their personalities don't really gel together. Cause like, it's just the nature of having Goku there like will always overrun whatever other dynamic you have. Yeah. But, but I like the idea of like Trunks being more of their tech guy. Cause that was what his mom kind of was for them then. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe make it Goten instead of Goku. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. And yeah. I think that's why it was great that Dragon Ball ended where it did. It's yeah. Because like, what do you do? Like, yeah, at a certain point with like the, these power level, like not to make a power level joke, but like just at a certain point, like there's nothing. Like, what do you like? It becomes too too grasping at straws. Like, I can't stand that. There's like Super Saiyan levels beyond Super Saiyan. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> like oh i'm gone there's a level beyond super saiyan 2 where i get a caveman brow and my hair gets really long like it's just like <laughs> all right like it's it becomes so nebulous and hard to define like as well yeah i don't know like especially I, when we're first trying to like go beyond super saiyan like you can tell toriyama didn't have it quite figured out yet yeah they get all electricy. Um, well, and like remember when like Trunks and Vegeta like had all those muscles yeah stuff? they looked like He-Man toys yeah oh, it was awful <laughs> yeah um, alright so I do like the way he's like 
Dragon Ball Z send off. We have a little bit of time skip. There's another tournament. Goku had wished for Kid Buu to be resurrected. Um, and then we finally get to meet like he's grown up enough and like Goku's going to take him off and train him. I'm like that's kind of a fun send off. We get to see where the other characters are going. Gohan has his family. You know, the kids are getting older. Like it's got kind of a, an, it's got an optimistic, upbeat, like the future is bright kind of thing. I do think GT's last episode uh, might be one of the, like, I think it's the best way to end yeah. this whole series. It's, uh, yeah, because, you know, they've overused those Dragon Balls, and just because they, you know, get strong enough to beat the monsters that they create doesn't mean that they, like, get them back. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's kind of ambiguous. You don't really know. There's, like, some unspoken like thing going on between Goku and uh, Shenlong but it's basically like you as long as either one of them is around like this will never ever end so Mm -hmm. they both just like disappear and go away and then what is it like a hundred years later or something yeah it's like a hundred years later you see Goku Jr. and Vegeta Jr. and Pan. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it's just such a weird, it's just a fun, I don't know. Something about it is just like, this is, you know, like the characters, like their legacies will go on forever and will, there will always be more adventures. Because, um, you know, again, one of Goku's this, like descendants looks exactly like him and is about well, to go off on a, an adventure. Yeah. And like, we don't need to see that. We don't yeah. need to, like, my my favorite thing about the ending of the manga is, like, Toriyama, like, before the last chapter, he was like, this is it. This is the last chapter. Uh, and from now on, you just have to, you know, you have to, like, look at these stories and, like, whatever is in your imagination is what happens to them, like... Yeah, and I think that's like a great way to like send off this like thing you've you've worked on. That's like yeah. grown, you've wanted to end it so many times, and it's it's obviously grown beyond you. Yeah. So it's just like here, you do it. Like whatever you want to happen next, that's what happens. Like I, there's just something about that like original ending that I love. But no, GT, I think. GT's good too. I do like GT. Yeah. Um, I mean, Super's not over yet, but I guess we should talk a little bit about that. Again, like GT, I think it's got a lot of things I like. I don't think the execution's there completely. I mean, the first time I ever saw anything from GT is you sent me a YouTube video. You meant of, you mean Super? Of Super, sorry. Of Super is uh, you sent me the YouTube uh, YouTube video of uh, when Goku and Frieza team up to fight the last bad guy. And you're like, Am I crazy or is this cool? And like, I watched it with no context. I'm like, all right, this is awesome. Yeah. They do a lot of cool stuff like that. That's cool. Um, so yeah, super. I, I think it does a great job of uh, addressing some of the problems GT had. Um, where with GT, nobody really was significant except for Goku. Mm-hmm. Um, super like 
switches that out so hard and like you know eventually everybody who's ever been like a fighting character in the show like is relevant again which is um which is a lot of fun because like yeah a lot of those characters just got pushed to the wayside like yeah like I mentioned Piccolo getting like screwed over in GT he like doesn't appear for so many episodes and then he appears just to like die yeah so I think he just shows up and gets killed like immediately he doesn't even get killed by a bad guy he's like the world is exploding and he's like I'm gonna stay here and explode with the earth so the dragon ball it's like kind of like a precursor to what happens to Goku at the end of GT, but he's just like, I'll just stay here so the Dragon Balls die. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense because... Can't he, why can't they unmake him or unmake them? Yeah, and like Dende has Dragon Balls too. <laughs> yeah, I I know. It's wild. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, GT ended in like 1996 and we didn't get like a Dragon Ball thing until uh, there was an OVA called Yo Son Goku and Friends Return. Oh yeah, I remember that. And yeah, it was just a, a short little fun random episode. Uh, but I think that was really like testing the waters, like how excited are people getting about this? Um, and then yeah, they they uh. Isn't the first thing they do then is the movie, right? The Battle of the Gods. Yeah, which takes place after Majin Buu, but before uh, that final tournament in, mm. in Z, which uh, which is where all of Super has been taking place, and which is one of the problems I have with it. I also have a problem because it, it it's it keeps everyone stagnant. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, we're introducing new characters. Uh, some are hit or miss, um, and some fun concepts that I I enjoy. Um, but yeah, like there aren't really any stakes because like. I know everyone who's alive after all of this. Yeah, the know. time skip. Whereas it could have just easily taken place right after that. Like, yeah. Like, go, you like have, so, go, many, yeah. You have like, so many characters not at their like peak marketability. I know. That's what, see, that's why, like, that's what, that's the reason it takes place the way it does. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's more enjoyable if you look at it as like a, a possible, like, what if timeline rather than an actual canon continuation because this yeah, is just I, that guy's imagination of what happens yeah that's a, that's how i look at both of the sequel series like yeah i mean gt's been getting some love and merchandising and stuff lately like they, they keep making statues and stuff i mean i think super saiyan 4 is like stupid looking <laughs> like they keep making things for it so i'm like all right i like kid goku is peak goku to me um, yeah i do like and then if I'm gonna get adult Goku, I like early like non Super Saiyan stuff. I, I like when he still has Nuembo and things. Um, 
I'm just thinking like, you know, the statues and stuff we get at the store. Like I, I, I also really like, this is a thing that I guess, I don't know if Toriyama started this, but I like when Shonen Jump and the stuff will do things where like alternate designs for the characters, like here's a fantasy, like night design, things like that. Oh yeah. I, I love, love that stuff. In, in the chapter titles. Yeah. I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like there's a, there's one I really like of, uh, it's like Goku and Chi Chi in like, they're wearing like motorcycle gear, but like Goku still has like a Noibo on his back. Yeah. Getting on a motorcycle. Yeah, like Goku never learns to drive, but like it's cool. Like yeah. this is a thing. Yeah. There's a whole filler episode about him learning to drive. <laughs> which is the best filler in any anime that's ever existed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, did you watch Battle of the Gods? No, I didn't watch the movies. Gotcha. Because yeah. they followed it up with the you know, return of F, the Freezer comes back movie. Uh, but I, I I know they readapted him like the first two arcs of the the series proper after you know the, after those movies came out. Yeah, and I know the manga and the anime are very different. So I wouldn't say very different. Well, because I, I I know well the details in them are different because I know that Toriyama basically gave them the plot points, and they have two different like writers. So a lot of things, like, a lot of the same things still happen, but, like, they happen very differently. So I know there's a debate, like, where it's, like, which one is this, you know, the superior version? Yeah. I, I don't know. I like, I mean... Sometimes, sometimes the animation is great, and sometimes it's terrible. Oh, yeah. It sure is. For the most part, I like the manga better. Um anime just has to fill up a every week it has to fill up a 22 minute runtime mm -hmm. and so you just get like drawn out like the adaptation for battle of the gods i just remember it was like oh in this episode this episode is all about goku having a job remember this scene that was in the in the movie for five minutes well it's a whole episode now yeah it's just like what <laughs> like well, who wants this speaking about the guts what do you think about like the new stories because like, like said, we, we keep calling it a mixed bag i i like free with what they're doing with frieza i like the multiverse and like they're being an inter multiverse like tournament um i think that's kind of i think that's cool and it allows for a lot of it, it opens up a lot of interesting places they can take the series um i think goku black is lame i think uh, i don't really think i care about beerus and stuff um i'm trying to think what other like the other big things in it are um but yeah i don't know i like that i like the multiverse thing because it forces since it if you you lose in your tournament your whole your whole universe is destroyed which is why frieza teams up with them still very reluctantly but like you know if he's i mean if he gets the university destroyed he's also destroyed with it <laughs> but i like that they keep playing with that because it's like you know as a viewer like he's going to betray them he just is like that's freeze but like he keeps not doing that and it, it, it makes it so much more interesting where it's like the scorpion with the frog you know what i mean like 
He's sitting on the back, like it, it's just waiting for it. It's his nature. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um. So I mean, that's a lot of. So like, Beerus Reese and stuff like. That stuff's cool. Like they're okay. I just I don't. It it doesn't really feel. It doesn't have like much. It doesn't feel fully developed ever. Like you always like in every arc it's like oh here's a little more information about these guys and like, i i think my, a lot of my dislike for them comes from like they bring another stupid super saiyan form with them <laughs> and i'm like what does that even mean being super saiyan god super saiyan what what a stupid name <laughs> like and then i don't like yeah this is the series where it's like five million hair colors for super saiyan like i don't know i i just come up with something else like hey maybe they have to outsmart the bad guy rather than just getting more nebulous amounts of power no scott you know that doesn't work i know it i know i wish that i mean like, they kind of they, i was gonna it. say they play with that with um with what's his name hit and like how he uses like his like super speed stuff they kind of have to figure out how to get around it and how he's using it so it's not just about punching him but like then ultimately jiren is just I'm a big strong guy. You need to hit me more times than I hit you. <laughs> I, don't like that. I don't know. I, I find a lot of that gets really, it gets really repetitive. Like that's a big problem. I've, it's a big problem I had with the series by the time we got through boo. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I remember I stopped watching it as soon as like, I finally got to kid boo, which I know is not much more But after that, but I was like, that was like the fourth version of fourth transformation I've seen of boo. And they're still like, now like now it's even more powerful. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> you can't keep doing this. It's just going to go on forever. Like, I I am glad that I eventually went back and finished it, but that's that's when I officially was like, and I was a teenager. I was like, oh my god, there's so many other things I can be doing with my life. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I I, I do think they're particular because I think a lot of the new characters they did add with the multiverse stuff are really interesting. And I, I'm glad that they are going to kind of still be around. Um, I've never been a big fan of Broly. I know I already brought up the Spectre of Doomsday earlier, but he reminds me a lot of him. Where we just need to make a big, like he's more plot device than character. And you're just like, I need a big monster that like will challenge Superman because nothing can challenge him. I do like that they're making him like a character now. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you watch the Broly movie? Yeah, like... I think they might do something interesting with him because I remember when they first announced him, like, oh, God, I hate Broly. Like, stop using him. Because if he, they did three, well, two and then sort of a third Broly movie, like originally. <laughs> and like, he just gets real big and yells Kakarot and like has no personality. And it's just like, oh no, he's a legendary Super Saiyan, whatever that means. It just means he's a giant Hulk version of them. I don't know. I, I I find that character really uninteresting, but I, I I'm interested to see where they go. I like that he's going to be sort of teaming up with Frieza, but like I I, I mentioned him because we're Ninja Turtle guys, and I talked to you about him. Like I think it's kind of cool that he they said him would be more like a leatherhead, where like sometimes he works with them, sometimes he works against them. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he already worked with Frieza. And then beat Frieza's ass. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah. I uh I I do like the direction they're taking him. 
Yeah. So I I think a season two or whatever you know they call it in Japan. Um, I think of super could be really interesting. I think it needs to have a more uh, more focus. Um, I don't know. There's elements of Goku Black that I like, but then like ultimately it's just another form of Goku. I hate. So I like every plot, every storyline in Super, except for that whole Goku Black and like. It's weird. Why is he got like it? I get that Future Trunks is a popular character, but like, oh, why is he got to be from that future too? Like, I don't. Again, it does because it, now it, it it brings up a lot of weird questions of like how stuff works. Yeah, and that and, and especially ends yeah. with like. Trunks's future gets destroyed, so he goes and lives in a instead of just going and like living with like his the seemingly never aging main characters, he just goes to a different alternate future where he already exists. So now there's two, two of him, Trunks's, yeah. I don't know. What? Why? I think with the whole multiverse thing, it would have been really cool if that was an alternate reality version of Goku instead of like, you know, like, hey, if this would have happened, if like Goku didn't get like bonk his head as a kid, like, I, I think that would have made him a more interesting foil for our main character. And then like, it would have been really cool if like his universe showed up in the tournament and we got to see like, not that everyone's like evil, like the mirror universe version, but like, you know, maybe he and Frieza are friends or something like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That might've been neat or like Krillin has a beard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought would be hilarious if they did that. Um, but, you know, it could have potentially opened up a lot more, a lot more interesting things. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I guess they have like, you know, in their world, like an alternate timeline is different from a different universe. I mean, just make it up as you go. Like, I'm sure they do a lot of that. Yeah. But then the 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 topmost god of Future Trunks's universe just like like became best friends with the topmost god of the main Dragon Ball universe. So now there's just like two of them, and they just hang out. Well, until we need an even toppier god. Well, we'll see if one exists. I mean, do you think it's going to be Kira Toriyama's little self-insert character? <laughs> where, he looks like a, be... where he looks like a snippet with Lego arms? <clears throat> I love... He has so many of those insert characters. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, I yeah. guess it's just... A, it's, it's, this proves, like, super proves it, like, it's just never going to end. I mean, there was never any end to like video games and merchandising for it, even when there wasn't a show. Yeah, I mean, it, it ch definitely chilled out for a minute there, but now it's just, it seems like it's back in full force and will never go away. Yeah, now now it feels like, like when Disney bought Marvel and stuff, or Disney bought Star Wars, it was just like, oh, this is just our life now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying that in a neg necessarily in a negative way. Yeah, like it's fun to see like what they're up to, and like the manga. I feel like is touching on like some interesting 
like themes at times like that I think even Toriyama wouldn't have like necessarily thought of like there was a in the in the story that just ended um they have to like uh, a space monster is attacking the Namekians new home mm -hmm. um and Goku and Vegeta like go to check it out and like the Namekians are like, whoa, this guy? Like, yeah. what is this guy doing here? Because like Vegeta was just slaughtering all of them yeah. the last time they saw him. And I, I thought that was really interesting. So like, and it kind of like brought Vegeta back. Like, oh shoot, I still haven't like redeemed myself to like everybody. Yeah, and I, I guess you, the argument can be made that like he shouldn't. You know, um, but like that's cool. I mean, it might have been more cool if it was Goku and Piccolo that went, just because like you know he never really got a chance to be Goku's like wingman character, because yeah. as soon as he was like be setting on that path, Goku was killed by him. <laughs> um, he was so, killed on the other end of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think they could do some some new cool things. I know. Kira Toriyama is still involved. I am interested to see like potentially like other people take it in a new direction. Um, I know in Japan, like there's like the original creator still like always gets involved in everything. Like it's it's a different horse of a different color, but like even though IG Al Newman's been in charge of the Zelda series for so long, long when like Miyamoto says something, like it still has to go. You know, the way Miyamoto says. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something different between like how the Japanese handle this stuff versus how Americans do. Like, when Stanley was done with the X Men, it's just like whatever. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but like Chris Claremont like invent all of these new, really popular yeah. characters. You he, know, like he turned the whole thing around and made from like from like Z list never be published again to like now. Look at the X Men. I mean, granted, the X Men is not as gigantic now as it was, you know, the '90s. But like, you know, yeah. it's it's still relevant. Like Wolverine, like. You know, enough said. Enough said. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, who knows? Like, I mean, and on the other like, side, of, I mean, say the other side of the coin that you let other people do it. Like, we get Dragon Ball Evolution. True. You know, I would like to think because uh, you know Toriyama's getting up there. Like, I'm not like worried about him, but like, yeah. he's getting up there. I would like to think like. When he goes, nobody touches it. But I mean, like when Monkey Punch died, they they still were making Lupin the Third. Yeah, I think they're still making. I think there's still a new Lupin thing coming out, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, or did it already come out? I mean, I don't know if it's over, but there was like yeah. a, you know, Lupin Part Five, and yeah, I know like the 50th anniversary of the franchise is coming up. But I mean, regardless, my, my point is that there's yeah. still like. Well, I like you said, I think you touched on it earlier. Like it's grown beyond Akira Toyama. Like it is like the most influential manga in like history. I mean, arguable most influential comic. Yeah, you it's, think it, so? It, it's arguable. I can see an argument for it. I might say like action comics was more, but that might just be our perspective. Um, definitely in Japan, like every shonen thing after this like just apes dragon ball in some way 
Yeah, so I see it in, in that way. I, I think as far as manga in general, uh, over here, it's definitely the most, like definitely the most influential. Like I think yeah. if you say anime or manga to most people, they'll, they will say Dragon Ball Z. Everyone knows Dragon Ball Z here. I, I, I know like in Japan, like you have Tezuka and like, you know, Astro Boy and like there, there's other things too. Yeah, there's other genres. Yeah, a lot of that stuff doesn't come over here. Um, but you know, like it's still huge over there. It's not. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's not like it's an obscure thing that all of a sudden, for some reason, is popular in the West. Um, I think it's probably. I, I'm basing this on nothing, um, but it probably is the most popular manga property in the whole world, in my opinion. I, I would say probably, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I have absolutely nothing to back that up on other than like it's constant ubiquitous and like it transcends transcends generations. So not everything gets to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like I, I know like uh, uh, One Piece and Naruto and like all of these things, like they, they, I forget all their you know creators' names, but they all like say like you know I grew up watching or uh, reading Akira Toyama's Dragon Ball. Like it, it's it's such an influence, and you can see it like in mo especially in the shonen you know uh, genre. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel like it. Some people take the wrong message from it. I agree, um, but I, but I think because of it because of it being so big and it's still being so big, I think that. I think that'll kind of always be like a place for it in the world. Like, I don't think it will ever completely vanish. It might go dormant for a while, but they might let someone else like take a crack at it. You know, maybe whenever one piece is finished. Um, I, I don't think Oda's doing anything ever again. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how he's done it for so long. I think he's like, just keeps almost like working himself to death. I mean, just the idea of like working with those characters, like that that same world for so long, like like working he for can do with, anything he wants in it though. No, but I mean, like maybe I get not, it. Maybe not that world, but like just working, just just having the same toy box for so long. Like I, I don't know. I would get kind of, I would want to do something else as a creator. By this point, yeah, I don't but know. I, I approach stories differently. Like I like stories that end. Me too. Yeah, and, I, I like character arcs, you know, like, and because of an arc, like, it has an end point, which is why I think if Dragon Ball works, because even though Goku doesn't, like, the characters around him do, and then he can, you can have a rotating cast, and I think that works. But again, we stall out with Vegeta, so. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like Super tries to, like, oh, here's the one that's going to replace Vegeta but then like I don't know and the, but then Vegeta's like oh I need to like hang on to my spot you know yeah, <laughs> yeah I know everyone's gunning for the no one's take number one so they're all gunning for his spot <laughs> me number two we need to talk about uh one of the new transformations ultra instinct I like the idea of it uh I like uh I like the idea of Ultra Instinct. Um, I specifically like how it's depicted in the manga um, because it's not, it's not necessarily like a tech, so it's like they call it a technique and not so much 
I mean, it is a transformation. I mean, but... he gets different color hair again. Yeah. But that said, um, in the manga, the first person to use it is Roshi. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. And it's like he, like out of the characters participating in the, in the tournament of power, um, you know, he's on the lower end of that. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's like, and, and like the idea behind it goes back to like when Mr. Popo was training Goku, like you're making too many unnecessary movements. Like, yeah, he's I, like running, like running circles around Goku. Yeah. And, and it's, and then like Ultra Instinct is like that on the level of the gods, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's cool. I just wish it didn't have like, I, I get that you probably want a visual representation of it happening. For I, I understand that. I just wish it was another hair color form. <laughs> well, I mean, you know where uh, changing hair colors came from? No. Is there a reason for that? I just thought it was because it looked neat. So Toriyama um, didn't like how much time it took to color Goku's hair in every week. That's awesome. So he was like, oh, well, like, if I can just make him so powerful, his hair turns white because... Yeah, the comic's black and white, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it was always, like, meant to be white. Yeah. So that's how Super Saiyan was invented. Because <laughs> he didn't want to color... Cream. I mean, I love that Toriyama, like, does not take this stuff seriously. Like, us having this conversation is taking it way more seriously than I think he ever did. Yeah. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is why I love it too. He's which is just, why one of the reasons, like, all right, this is a pet a pet peeve of mine is like who would win fights and debates because ultimately it never matters. <laughs> but I always the people that always like get really mad in the store because everyone wants to ask me because it's like I work in comic book store. It's like, oh, Goku would beat this and that. I'm like, I'm, I'm always like, but it's always like, uh, yeah, it's it's just like, but people like try to try to like rationalize it and like do all these things like even Toriyama like points out with like power levels and like it's meaningless it's like Goku would beat Superman for this and that reason I'm like is it being published by DC then you know like they also really wouldn't like try to destroy each other like because he's a nice guy they're both nice guys they would just want it Goku would just want to fight him and I think Superman would just be annoyed <clears throat> you know like I, I don't know I always find those to be like a, a like a pointless exercise. It's just going to come down. Like the only times like Batman always beat Superman because they fight in Batman comics where Batman is the main character. So of course he's got to come out on top. Like if Superman yeah. wanted to, he could just flick him and he'd flick him into the sun and he'd be dead. Yeah. There's, exactly. nothing, there's like nothing he would be able to do to stop him. He could have kryptonite. It could blow him away. Like whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you can like, Goku shoots like um, the galaxy destroying laser beams. You know, if you wanted to like get that technical with it, I don't know where I'm going with this rant, but it's just something to yeah, consider. But just like, yeah, Goku, uh, Toriyama doesn't take it, yeah, that seriously. And honestly, like, no one should. It's it's fun. Like, yeah, I I don't. That's so probably my biggest pet peeve about 
Dragon Ball is the way it's marketed here in the West. Like people get like the wrong idea of it. It's goofy. It's not meant to be taken seriously. Oh yeah, all their names are big. Goku got puns for names, you know? Yeah. And Goku like captured a, a criminal who was a rabbit man and his flunkies and then extended his pole to the moon and set them on the moon. But then like all of a sudden like him breathing in space is like a problem when he's fighting Frieza. Like, yeah, it's dumb. Like, just enjoy it. It's like fun. Yeah, and I think that's why like a lot of people in the like the, I think the fan base in the West, at least growing up, did not like the early Dragon Ball stuff where it's goofy like that. And like, I kind of always liked it more because it, it's so much more visually and different from other like you know the later stories and like you get like it's just it's so many different settings like and different problems to overcome like I. Like my favorite Star Wars movies, A New Hope, I just like going on adventure, you know, rather than just smashing each other. That's why I like, we'll have this debate on a later one because I know John loves the prequels and he loves specifically the lightsaber fights, but it's like, they go on for so long and it's so pointless. <laughs> like I don't, ultimately, like it doesn't matter that they jump through 5 million lava robots. Obi-Wan beats Anakin, that's all it needs to have. Like, you know what I mean? Like not saying he just kills him and like hits him in one blow and that's the end of it, but like, it, like that's a big problem I have with modern superhero movies. Like, you fight for like forty minutes at the end, and it's just a noise festival, and it's just like yeah, and just like I I have nothing wrong with like a long fight, uh, but you got to keep it like interesting. Yeah, like that, and the, like Dragon Ball Z fights, especially when it comes to the anime, and it's yeah. just like looping footage of. Uh, it, it's a much bigger problem with the anime because a lot of because. It's just the nature, the nature of anime in general. They reuse a lot of footage over and over, so it's a lot of like lines, like zo- like they're zipping in and out and just moving and just punching and blocking. You get so much of that, and it's just like all right, <laughs> and you and have just, to do it for twenty minutes. Yeah, and it's just like that. Like everyone like hates on the Naruto anime, myself included. Because myself also included. Killer. I got pretty far into the filler. I was like, I can't stand this anymore. Yeah, but like Dragon Ball's filler is like people squatting and charging up for an episode. Fights just like going on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But really only like one thing happens. Like per episode, if you're lucky. Yeah, sometimes things don't happen. Like... They sit around uh, and talk talk about how much how much trouble they're in over and over again. Yeah, I don't know if you remember uh, Goku's transformation into Super Saiyan in the manga, but it was real. Literally, Krillin dies. You turn the page, and Goku is a Super Saiyan. Yeah, and it was kind of awesome. Like I kind of love that it had like no overdrawn fanfare. Like it's just like oh, oh, freezes in deep shit now. Like. Yeah, but that but in the and it's like one of the few times you see Goku like serious like up to this point. Yeah, but then in the in the anime, it's just like oh, you killed him. It goes on. How much like? Well, that's the one thing that happens in that episode. He goes Super Saiyan. 
yeah, you gotta like watch the the vein in Goku's head bulge for like his hair has to start transforming, you know, like in yeah. and out. Yeah. It's just like oh, I already saw the opening. I know what it looks like. Come on. I know we still <laughs> remember for, for how long was like what's the deal with that? <laughs> Because it's, it's in the opening, like, the whole series, and, like, before that was ever even, like, mentioned being Super Saiyan. Well, in, in the uh, in the English. That's what I mean, in the English one, like, they played on TV. Yeah. Like, you know, the internet was just taking off. You could look it up, but. Yeah, or you could buy the, the bootleg tapes. If you were lucky, they had the episode that explains it. <laughs> I would love, I'm kind of now fascinated with, like, potentially, like, seeing some fan edits of this stuff where like they cut out a lot of that crap and then, you know, do their own translation. Yeah. Well, I guess they had the, the Kai series, right? Yeah. But like, I don't know, like now I'm kind of interested in maybe like re-editing that fight, like that moment myself. Maybe I'll change the dialogue a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> that might be fun. I'm not going to, cause I don't have time for that, but uh I don't know. That might be cool. I'm sure people do that. I guess that's what uh, all these things on YouTube are. I guess that's what Dragon Ball Abridged is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did you ever, yeah. did you ever did you ever watch that? Not really. I've seen I've seen some. Bits and pieces of it. I never sat down and watched it. I think it's something I would have liked a lot more when I was like 17. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I'm so annoyed by the uh, by Western Dragon Ball fandom. That so I just am I. Don't give it a, a chance. So am I. Like, I I, I don't want to say everyone is, is bad and like, but like it, the translation, it, it it changes a lot of the meaning of things and like it, it is annoying. Um, like I said, I Dragon Ball will always have a special place in my heart. Like we get some of the merch for it and I'm like, Ooh, I really want that. Like sometimes, you know, it still happens, especially like the, you know, alternate world with like designs for Goku and things. I'm like, Oh, those are really cool. Yeah. Like we've had some really cool ones. Like I'm never going to not like it, but I, I don't engage with it as much as um, I don't know. People that are into Dragon Ball are like really into Dragon Ball here. Um, and I, again, I, I don't take it super seriously. So you know, I don't particularly care for GT or for lots of super, so I generally don't engage with it because if I'm not super into it, I'm not super into it. That's just yeah. how I am with like comic books and Star Wars and stuff now. Where it's like I went three Star Wars movies in a row with the Disney. I didn't like Force Wagons, I didn't like Rogue One, I didn't really like Last Jedi. And I was like, all right, uh, once is an accident, twice is a uh, twice is a coincidence, and three times is a pattern. I was like, all right, this year is not for me, and I stopped watching it. I like The Mandalorian, okay, but like. I don't, I'm not, I don't need to watch like a thousand cartoons and read all the comics. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Please come buy the comic books. But, um, <laughs> you know, just like, like, you know, we, again, we're Turtles guys. So like, I remember after Turtles Forever came out, I was like, you know what? This is kind of like a, 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 a the chapter for this is closed for me. I was like, I didn't watch the, the Nickelodeon shows. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm okay. I've seen, seen them since then. I'm like, I like this. Like I don't like when Rise of the TMNT came out. I was like, not for me. That's cool that they're changing things. I like that when things get changed, especially something like that that gets readapted all the time. Like you know, people get so mad about that stuff. I'm like, I got other problems to worry about. Yeah, it's like 
don't know. But like, you know, again, with Turtles as an example, like the IDW comics are great. I'm stoked on that when it comes out. Um, so, you know, I don't yeah. know. Ghostbusters, all the sequels are bad. But like, I still like Ghostbusters, you know. So I still like Dragon Ball, even though I don't, I, I think, I think it's honestly kind of dumb now. Like, it's very dumb. Yeah, but it always like, was. It always was. Yeah, but it's just like a silly little like adventure comedy thing, yeah. and then it just like it got, went off the off the wall. It went over nine thousand. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, which is I don't know. There's there's always going to be a charm to it. Like I can't hate anything that's got a Kira Toriyama's art on it. Something some about his art is just so inherently charming. He's just so he's very good at what he does. Um, you, were, you were telling me they're um, doing a, a new publication of a bunch of his short stories that never got released here. Oh yeah, Toriyama's uh, manga theater. It's a uh, yeah, yeah, a bunch of I think it's like pre Dragon Ball and maybe during Dragon Ball, uh, just yeah. a bunch of short stories he did. Because um, he's done. I've read a couple of his other stuff. I've never read Doctor Slump, but I've seen enough of it via you. But like I read Sandland um which was really cool i wish that was more of that yeah i loved sandland um i love um oh wow why can't i think of what it's called what's it about i don't know just like it's uh i i don't think it's ever been officially translated but it's just this like short manga series about this like dude with golden eyes who is like a really good you know he's a great fighter but he lives removed from society so he just acts like a weirdo mm -hmm. is that familiar yeah <laughs> um, i've never heard of a character like that before. <laughs> how how tall is he is he short he's pretty short yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like it's just like it's always fun. He's got Toriyama has gotten so much better at uh, drawing different female characters. Yeah, I know that's a there's a joke about that in Professor Slump or Doctor Slump. Yeah, Slump. yeah, yeah. It's just like one of the characters is like, "Oh, I'm gonna change my hairstyle and like pretend to be this other this other character because we just have the same face." Yeah, you can see some of that in Dragon Ball. Like he's got he's very limited when it comes to faces. Yeah. Definitely. Um, which you know but then you know you know rob liefeld can't draw feet you know so everyone's got something yeah uh, but uh jocko uh the galactic patrol man yeah i remember jocko now yeah that's one of my that's a really good one and if you haven't read it don't look up anything about it just if you're a fan of dragon ball you'll really like it. okay yeah i i'd say i i wish i read i've read more of his stuff but i feel like once dragon ball took off uh he couldn't really get away from it as much as you know i or maybe he would have liked yeah and then he never really had an interest in doing uh anything long running never again yeah and i don't blame him. i i think he i think he doesn't i think he works best in uh short form because you can see yeah. a lot of that in Dragon Ball. Like, there's a lot of short. It's made up of a lot of short of stories. Yeah, and and 
I mean, it just, uh, it just stinks uh, being in the West. Like the, the, the one shots are much less marketable than like long epic series for whatever reason. Yeah, well, is it, it's over here. It's Dragon Ball is the marketable thing, not Akira Toriyama. Yes. Like, exactly. I mean, look how badly Dragon Quest is done here for so long, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, I mean the, the old NES box art, like, they would change the art. It wasn't his art on the covers and stuff. I don't think it was until Dragon Quest Seven on PlayStation 1. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But I don't think we got, well, I don't think we got 5 and 6 here, did we? No. Yeah, because there would be not until, like, Nintendo. DS. Yeah. Era. But, like, I don't know. I, I love his dragon quest designs his mon i love his monsters in general like i again a lot of there's a lot of that stuff in the beginning and then once they go to space like they lose a lot of that i mean you get a lot of like humanoid aliens but like i love yeah, like, they're like, pretty one note like, i like a lot of big weird dinosaurs and you know like just weird blob men like things i don't know there, there, there's a lot more variety yeah for sure I don't know. Anything else about Dragon Ball? No, nah, man. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll come back to this because I know a couple of people that are going to have strong opinions uh, if they listen to this podcast. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, you know, the reason we did this episode is if you listen to our, our last episode, uh, you guys mentioned, you know, all of your manga influences. And then we point out that we haven't talked manga at all. And I was like, hey, we've been talking Dragon Ball for 20 years. Let's talk about it on camera for once. <laughs> um, but yeah, ultimately, like, I would say give the manga a shot. It's not, it's long, but it's not nearly as long as a lot of other manga series is. And it reads quick. It goes, it, yeah, it goes down smooth. Like it, it's not like there's a, a ton of like text. Yeah, and like I almost can't recommend it for all ages. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's some stuff, stuff where it's like you can't really be a kid and read it. Um, I w- I really wish I could because if they just edit around that, like it would be fine. Which I know they've done in the the. The fan Funimation stuff. Goku's naked quite frequently. Um, Even that—that's whatever. Kids are naked. Oh, true. Like uh, there's there's some there's some uncomfortable stuff. Basically, Roshi is the the worst person alive. <laughs> Oolong also Oolong's probably worse. Oh, yeah. Oolong is gross too. I don't want to say what he tries to do at one point in it, um, but it's it's un, it's uncomfortable and it doesn't it's unnecessary that is a trope that i have that i have problems with with a lot of manga like i love my hero academia but like the little pervert character it's just like can't we go beyond this stuff at some point like yeah what a weird trope that keeps it's a japanese culture has got a very different outlook on that stuff than we do here which is like uncomfortable like especially in 2021 yeah you know uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a couple things, but overall, it's like can be enjoyed by almost anybody. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, it's this is also like when did this the series start? Like in the '80s? Like it's an old series now. Yeah, you know. So I don't know, but like I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I read a lot of Shonen Jump stuff. Um, I, they usually all reach a point where I lose interest, but Dragon Ball kept me all the way through, and it's not just because you know I watched it 
the anime younger and then i was like oh i can read the manga now it is genuinely interesting and charming and like you do the characters are very likable and the world's very fun you know and yeah. what more can you ask for in any kind of comic book exactly you get, you'll get really used to reading from right to left it's once you get a couple pages in it's in second nature yeah but yeah so i guess we'll give that uh, i guess um you would say check out the super manga uh, give it a give it a shot. See what's up. It's it's my favorite form of super. It starts a little. It starts a little weird, and I feel like it. It assumes you've, like it adapts the first movie, but like very quickly, and then it skips the second movie, but treats it as if, if it, it happened. happened. Okay. And then it also skips the Brawl Brawly movie. So I guess you got to watch the movies and the manga. Yeah, that's weird, but you know, it's cool. it, it's, it's an it's a different situation than manga is usually created in. I think the uh, the Tournament of Power is like worth reading and watching. Like some of the animation Tournament of Power is awesome. Yeah. Like that, that, like that fight scene you showed me. Like I was like, man, even out of context, I'm like, this is cool. It was. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. It's yeah. Fun. Yeah. So this episode went longer than I think we were intending it to, but there's a lot to talk about. I mean, we haven't even talked about video games. We'll save that for another one, though. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, we're gonna end it here. Um, Join us next week. I'm not exactly sure what our topic's going to be, but I'm sure it'll be fun. I know we have a bunch of things planned for March um, that I would like to do. We might record some of them ahead of time because uh, we're going to have some big store news coming out soon. I don't know if it's been announced yet by the time I post this, but uh, we'll see. Um, so until next time, be safe.